the middle of doing all the things you yeah. do besides just make fun of I be solo dolo, I be getting to the bag. All that politicking, bitching, dog, that shit just made me mad. I came to Hollywood, I'm flexing, I ain't even got a brag. I bet your bitch you know this stats. Oh, GDG, they see the teeth and know it's me. You just did a month abroad to clean this energy. I was swallowing on the beach, I need an island just for me. I gotta flex. If I don't do it, who gon' teach the kids to eat? I fuck my Slow down when I drink Backwards blowing flames That's just my dragon energy She gon' fuck the next man Still gon' think of me But I won't speak on that That's big dick energy Now damn, I'm shitting gold these days Anything about Arkansas's music scene, then you know it's a total grind to make it out of there being an artist. All his hard work has paid off though, and he was signed by Def Jam's very own Paul Rosenberg. He has a very unique sound, and his latest single, A24, is out now. Introducing Gunde Garcon. I've been scheming for a long time, now they know what's up. I was screaming from my hometown, I don't give a fuck. Dreaming on my own cloud, I can't pass the blunt. My life is a movie now, I can't make this up In my me time, I spend my free time overseas For the hood of traveling pants, I'm rocking foreign jeans I don't speak about my life, my life is big for me You think you got it figured out, you only gotta be Wes Anderson soon, hit my close-up, I'm a star Move to Hollywood and I ain't even have a car I'm about working smart, I am not about working hard I can tell you stories, but the real thing more bizarre Vice camera are you ready for the man? Attraction, suicide doors, it's tragic. Take a picture what you here for. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Gunde Garcon. There we go. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. You got it that time. There we go. Dude, and I've, I've actually... I've been following your music. Oh shit! There's a glitch. Damn it! Oh. It's like a little slide. Damn. I think we're good now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
but yeah, I um I've been following your music and I, I just saw your new lyric video and I saw that you um you had that little hand sanitizer animation in yes, for sir. That. Sir. So I think we should just start you like off. It? Yeah, dude, that was fire. I think that's the best you can do when it comes to just being stuck at home, you know? Yeah, we did that. I think we, we started that video like uh the lyric video right as quarantine started. Cause really to be honest, we had like a whole different rollout for this whole like Kuko A twenty four thing to start off the album. But that was obviously uh pre COVID, pre quarantine and self isolation days. So like when we first started working on that, um it was like the first week of quarantine. I was just like, fuck, uh the only thing I can even think about right now is like, oh, I know I need to wash my hands, da da da. That's like just a big topic, just staying clean. So I was like, all right, cool, I guess shit, fuck it. We're just gonna pull an audible in and run the uh quarantine lyric video, the mm-hmm. quarantine. <laughs> Dude, I didn't I actually didn't know who Kuko is it Kuso? Kuko? Yeah, I didn't know who that guy was and I looked him up. That guy is huge. What the hell? Yo, it is it, crazy. Like he's like low key, high key, big as fuck. And that's the crazy part about it. I met him. A lot of people were thinking that like this was like a label, like meshing two different artists, da da da. But the crazy part about the Kuko thing is like I met him at a uh, Diplo Shaba party, like randomly. Neither of us knew who each other were <laughs> at all. Like I didn't know who, who he was. He didn't know who I was. Um, we just vibed on like I had this like yellow bandana on. I was wearing some ice creams. Like I was just in my like OG Pharrell vibe. I was dressed like it was 2006. And he came up on me. He was like, bro, your swag is sick. Like, I love that yellow bandana. And then we just got to talk in. We're at the bar just, like, shooting it up, just talking shit for a minute. We ended up just linking on Instagram and Twitter. I check his Instagram. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've heard of this guy, but, I like, I didn't know who he was. And we follow each other. I'm talking about, like, he's obviously huge as fuck. So the next day, I just text him, like, when I'm not drunk, I'm like, yo, it's crazy meeting you, <laughs> da, da, da. And I end up inviting, uh, like, we were just texting over the week. I invited him to the studio probably like that next Friday. I had a big session at Paramount. He pulled up and we just like, like, it was just crazy. It was like one of those like magic studio moments people talk about a lot. It was just like, it just happened. And I love like blends genres and shit. So it was just like, it was just easy. Like it was like the best thing I could have like ever, I guess never asked for almost like (laughs) It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, dude, organic stuff is the best way. And it's crazy, dude. That guy looks so normal too. And then like he's huge. Like I'm he like, is. I think, but I think that's why he's so big though, because he is like normal. He like Kuko's the god. Like he really <laughs> he really represents like to me what I love too about musicians. Like he really represents like that DIY, like I made it out my bedroom, like artists, like just recording fucking garage band to fucking, you know, whatever you have and just like making the most of it. I feel like that's why a lot of his fans like connect with him as well. Mm, for sure, dude. And then um, I noticed that you were talking about Pharrell, dude. I, um, one of, like back in October, I interviewed a black party and it mm-hmm. seems like all you guys are like, <laughs> love Pharrell. Dude, it's like, if you grew up, I'm, I grew up in 90, I'm a 92 baby. I grew up just in the time of like Pharrell, Ice Cream, like BBC, Babe, like Kanye. Like those are like, those are like my golden era years. Like those are the years I still to this day, like recreate and like, like live my life on. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the wave that I, uh, that I just ride all the time. And uh, Black Party's from Arkansas. Shout out Black Party. Shout out Arkansas as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you guys, because um, what he was saying, and I've listened to your other interviews, you guys were saying like how small it is kind of, and there's not yeah. really a huge music scene. Did you guys 
all know each other like you carry foe black party or did it just we we met we like we met on like facebook because those are like the really just still the facebook days and like uh i'm i'm from like a super small city in arkansas like carrie and malik grew up in little rock which is the capital of arkansas um i grew up in a city like 45 minutes south it's like super small nothing city called palm Wolf, arkansas and when i first like was in like 12th grade when i first got a car like i just would always drive up to little rock just to like i mean that was like the city like it was like that's where you go to kind of like meet up with people like the, they seem like really more progressive than like all the people that are around me so i would just go to little rock all the time and i ended up meeting them and just like when I when I finally moved there for college, um, me, Black Party, Careful, we just started like taking everything into our own hands, really DIY as far as like putting on shows, events, da da da, because the scenes above us, like all the older rap cats, they were like really boom bap and they didn't really like uh, embrace us at all. They wouldn't put us on any shows. They wouldn't like really show us how to get any venues booked or anything. So we really just had to take it upon our own hands and just like start finding emails for the venues, start finding those contacts for the venues and just like mending that ourselves. And once we did like, I don't know, next thing we know we looked up and we were doing like, like we, we just like built a scene in Arkansas, like out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. Yeah, that's insane. crazy, dude. How did um, so you guys are all around the same time then? So you guys connect and everything. How how was it like to like know that they got like a co-sign from Childish Gambino? The shit was crazy. Like I'll never forget that shit. Like shook up the city so crazy, and it was like, I don't know. It was just so crazy. I was such a big Childish Gambino fan too. It was just like holy shit this shit is real like a lot of obviously crazy shit happened around then when that shit happened um that at this point it's like been fucking eight years i feel like there's no reason to talk about but a lot of crazy shit happened but one thing that really came of it was that like that was like the one moment for arkansans especially the fact that we never even have artists like come through to the city to perform at all we never we barely saw live shows growing up from like actual famous celebrities but that to happen it was just like a very like oh fuck moment like in, like this world is insane like the simulation is crazy like you can really do whatever you <laughs> think can happen you know <laughs> dude yes dude when you're back in when you come to seattle you gotta be on my second podcast you're talking about simulations i have a uh, oh come on come on you start, you mentioned joe rogan too man yes. we gotta get it we gotta have, get it i have a second podcast called bbc blake burton uh -huh. conspiracies oh, and <laughs> dude if i get on there man they go they go be like yo this nigga's crazy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie quarantine has had me like big like i be having to like pick and choose my days that i like uh you know, do my YouTube deep dives because mm. I'll fucking drive myself crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it was destined that you like, because they, they kind of got the Childish Gambino wave and then you kind of later on, you were able to sign a Def Jam and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think, were you happy that you were patient by that? Or were there, was there any like regret having to wait longer than them or? Nah, it was like, I felt like for me, it was more like, my thing was always, it's not about who do it first, it's about who do it best. And not to say they didn't do anything good. Obviously, like, I'm I'm still happy for them. I see Carrie out, like, all the time in L.A., you know what I'm saying? We, like, always speaking shit. Uh, I just felt like I, like, just had another plan envisioned because it's even crazy. It, when Whenever they got picked up by Charles Gambino and they went to do the L.A. and they, like, actually started their careers, 
I picked up the slack in Arkansas and I started doing these like event series called Fire Room. Mm-hmm. And the Fire Room series was the, was the series that really, really like put Arkansas on like the map. Like Fire Room, we went from doing, I'm talking about, we was doing less than 100, 120 show, uh, cap shows to like 500 in a, in a matter of fucking three to four months just from like, I was also a graphic design kid and Photoshop and shit. So like, and like just me, I just, I feel like I have like a innate uh, ability for like marketing and just like aesthetic and shit. I really just built up this thing that like, like even to this day, kids hit me all the time from Arkansas. Just like, bro, like I miss the days when you were here and like all like you and all, like it was like so many other rap groups there and like y'all would throw the fire rooms and like, it was just like this all-inclusive feel. Like I would put like rappers, um, hardcore bands, fucking dream pop punk like bands, like all in one show. And like, it would just be all these kids just like meeting each other. So many kids um, uh, met each other that probably never would have met each other without those events. Hold on, my phone, my uh, laptop's about to die. No worries. <laughs> uh, would have never met each other without those events. And like, I don't know, I was just, I'm just very proud of no matter what, timing to me and all that shit is just a construct Mm. um just the fact that um it happened the way it did i feel like it was just fate i feel like that's how everything was supposed to happen i don't really have any regrets about anything because i don't know my 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 motive was always to like push it bigger you know what i'm saying to push it bigger my like greatest influences in the world are pharrell and like kid cuddy and those are like the main things is just like it's okay to do it yourself but like it's such a greater power and feeling and like empowering like a community and like they the community put you on their back. Like if you go back to Arkansas now, you talk to anybody in Arkansas now about me, like the 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 topic and like what is said is like you would be surprised. You would honestly be surprised, you know, like surprised at the things I did. And I still made it my own way too and dealt with a lot of things that like even me coming out to LA, I came out to LA for for like a big opportunity, but the big opportunity wasn't like financial. Um, I used to always email Anthony Offer, who was like Kanye West uh, engineer, uh, who did mixed all his albums like from the beginning of his career. I used to email him all the time, just was send him my releases. I used to have like a little email like blast you know what I'm saying that I was just like I had a lot of emails in like a contact sheet and I was just like anytime I release something but one time he hit me back and he was like yo I would like um I, I really like this shit and I was like oh fuck I'm like coming back from South by when he hit me he was like yo this music is really fire I was like what the fuck so I responded back he never hit me back months later uh, I did something else and he was like uh oh this is fire and I was like I'm trying I'm so trying typing so fast to like make sure I didn't lose him again I was like yo I'm gonna be in New York I was going to do my first show in New York at the time. And I was like, I would love to meet you. He was like, he takes me, uh, he emailed me back. He's like, yes, I would love to meet you too. But unfortunately I I'm in LA. And I was like, fuck. And I had never been in LA at this time. I never even thought to go in LA. Like it just wasn't in my plans. And I was just like, yo, um, actually I'm coming out to LA in uh, three weeks. Just lied. Like I was like, yo, uh, can we set up a meeting? set up the meeting and then I had like two to three weeks to like just figure out how I was going to get there the money and da 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 and I just came out and like I did that for two years or like a year just going back and forth to LA just broke as fuck however I can get it then I finally moved out here one year 
me, Idol, Solo Jackson from Arkansas, Tana Terrible from Arkansas. We had an apartment, and, like, we just struggled like shit, struggled like shit. First year, we, like, after that first year, we didn't have enough money to get another apartment, so, like, we low-key went homeless for a bit, like, da-da-da. All these things happened that, like, mm. powered this album that I'm about to release with Dev Jam that's called Adventures. It's literally titled Adventures, a soundtrack for creatives. Hey. It's just, like a soundtrack for anybody that's trying to do it themselves in those days that you wake up and some days you feel like shit, some days you like don't feel good at all, or some days you feel good, just it's so many flavors on there for all those different like occasions. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a it's a total grind. And then sometimes people kind of get caught up in the spotlight thinking that everyone's like the little Nas X who, who still worked hard, you know, but like yeah. they kind of feel like just putting out one song and then the universe is just going to give you that. But no, it's yeah. a total grind. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Facts. It happens for some people that way. You know, some people it happens like that. Some people have to like, you know, work really hard. It's just like, it just depends on like you to be honest and like what you, you know, it's just the universe. Like to be honest to me, it's just like, you know, you just got to take it how it is and work hard every day, no matter what, whether it is getting that one track or if it is, you know, having a lifelong grind. A lot of the artists I know and that I respect the most are people that like had a lifelong grind and you know what I'm saying? That really like put themselves out there. You go to my SoundCloud, my Spotify, I got fucking damn near five plus years of like amazing music, crazy discography, even before I even signed the Dev Jam. Mm. And it's like those things like to me speak louder than if I was just some guy right now and just like just popped up on your radar. It's just like, oh, this Dev Jam artist and you try to look back and I have nothing to show for it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's just a little different feel. I like that feel a little more. Do you, do you kind of have a competitive mindset when you kind of maybe compare your fan base in Arkansas to black parties and carry foes at all? Or is it all just like we all did it together or the fact that you stayed there longer, you're kind of like, mm -hmm. I'm kind of the hometown hero now. Um, not competitive. I feel like I think just because I'm older now, it's just like we had our like tiff and tats about shit that happened then. But at this point, it's like you get to a point when it's like you have got yours too that like, if I was to sit up and like, just be like, I don't know, I've just never been like a competitive type person. I've been low key recently trying to be more, I guess, more aware of it. But I've, I was always the type that's like, no one can do anything like me. Like no one is doing it like me. No one even wants the things I want. So it's like, there is no room to compare. Like you can't, uh, you can't even critique something that you can't like barely understand that you aren't. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like for the most part, me, Carrie Fo Black Party, we might share like the that that like um that core a couple core fans, the people who were like growing up in the Tumblr age with us and like know us and shit. But for the most part, I feel like we all have different fans, like mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah, in the I, city. I feel that. So I, I did um I looked at the Def Jam thing and um there's supposedly like over two hundred artists on the label. And then Sheesh. <laughs> and, Sheesh. and you're you're you got spotlighted though like 25 artists get spotlighted and it's like kanye you valet and like some other people how does that feel to be spotlighted <laughs> Sheesh. you know it's insane oh you know i don't want to just speak too much on it but a lot of artists sign the labels they get an a and r and then the label just like works it out with them and shit to this day i still don't have an a and r mm. like I, I literally just do whatever I want there. I do whatever I want at Dev Jam, to be honest. And what's crazy, 
I got signed in uh, through Paul Rosenberg signed me, who was um, Eminem's dude, uh, all the manager. skits, dude. He does all those skits, you know. He's yes, like... <laughs> yeah, yes. Paul signed me, so I, I just signed directly to Paul, yo. Like, so like it was like a lot of people. Obviously, the A and R scout them, bring them to the label, keep them, like, and just do this whole shit. I literally got brought in by the big boss. The big boss brought me in. It was just like, you know what? I believe in you. I've never seen, I haven't seen someone that knows what they want and that like, like takes such a quality of detail into their music in so long, like since M that like, he was like, I, I want to take a shot on you. And he really did take a shot on me because if you, if you, even if you look at my socials now, like, like I've been on Dev Jam for a year. My socials are a little bit better now, but they're still not that crazy. You could imagine like what my socials were before I even was at Dev Jam. Like it feels like these days, like you have to at least have like fucking 50,000 or like a mil followers for them to even like give you a deal. So he, like just for him to do that for me, like it's just insane. Even I think about it like all the time, like I always have the utmost respect for Paul and like some of the things he told me in that, in that meeting, like, you ring in my head all the time dude yeah but that's a that's probably a record to because you have like around four thousand followers or something like that, mm-hmm. that that's got to be a record to have you have like the blue check mark and, and like four thousand yo, <laughs> yo, me and my homies were talking about i was like bro i gotta be the first nigga with like <laughs> no followers verified <laughs> i'd be using that blue, i'd be using that blue check for terror too i'd be in the dms <laughs> Does social media like matter to you though at all or? Um, to be honest, I just always been like more like music art more, but like as of recently, like at a point you have to like realize that like, okay, if I want to do this shit correctly and I want to be the person that I envision myself being, you have to understand that you're a brand. And like being a brand entitles like certain things, like certain things I personally as Gunna Garcon, I mean, I, Brandon, you know, that's not Gunna Garcon wouldn't care about. These things matter to the Gunna Garcon brand, just being like visible online, being like connecting with the fans, talking to people, da, da, da. Like if you meet me in real life, just like, or even like this, like I, I like love to talk to people. I love to like, just like express myself and like, you know, motivate people and do whatever but like online sometimes it's like i don't know i've always had this weird like uh Mm. separation with uh the internet for some reason just something about the fact that like things you do on there for for, for, are forever it's hard for me to like make a decision on like damn is this something that i want people to be able to see forever when i was like a little bit younger I obviously didn't care, you know, so you don't think about that shit. But, like, as you get older, it's just like, damn, I don't know about this one sometimes. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I feel that. I kind of – I feel like social media is so boring because you can't really express yourself. Like, No. I- <laughs> you have to fit into certain parameters or, like, it doesn't work. And low-key, low those parameters always feel like very low vibrational parameters. It's like – negativity or like bitches be like niggas be like like there is no like you know it's like yeah those aren't things that really like interest me the most you know what i'm saying yeah dude i get clowned on so much because i i always want people to know that i'm actually joking or being sarcastic on like (laughs) on instagram or social media or whatever so i put a lot of emojis and people are like Mm -hmm. dude you put too much emojis i'm like fuck i know (laughs) 
when they take it so seriously. I'm like, yo, I treat my whole shit. I have to tell, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, damn, I feel like I treat my whole career like a parody. Cause it's like almost hard for me to like, take it, like take all this shit as serious as everyone does. Cause it's like, bro, it's music, it's art. Like I'm not, I can't be out here just like, peddling myself and I must be feeling like like that that Spongebob meme when he got the mug and he's like give me some change like bro like I, I don't like to do that like I don't like to do that like everything in my career is almost based on like um what I say, like contrast, like even my name, like Goon de Garcon, like a lot of people meet me and they're like, Goon, like obviously you think, oh, either a gangster or like you think like alcohol or something, you meet me and it's like, I'm this person, you know what I'm saying? Like everything about me is like, uh, like a contrast. Like you hear the fucking, me and Idol make these fucking loud ass, like crazy beats and industrial sounds all the time. But then if you just chilling with us, we listening to FKA Twigs, we listening to like more like, like soft, like more like other genre shit. We low key really never be listening to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's insane. Like everything about it is just like contrast. Yeah, I feel that. I feel, and then also at the end, at the same time, like when people have like millions of followers, you start to realize that their interaction rate's not that high though. Like you might have like a mm-hmm. million followers, but you might get like twenty thousand likes. So people yeah. just keep they'll they'll follow you, and it's not that like they actually like follow what you're actually doing once they follow. Yeah, now nah, they just like keeping up with you. Yeah. And it's like, mm, that's cool and all, but you know, you you can really tell when you like touching. Like you can tell those those profiles that like people actually fuck with. Like it's certain profiles that's like, oh interaction, interaction, like I don't know. That's that's something I would like to build up on my social media to be honest. Just like an actual like core following that I, I don't know. I, I hate to say understands me, but like understands me you know what i'm saying well if fucking joe rogan's dog could have a couple hundred thousand followers like anyone can do it dude he gets so many likes i'm like dude it's obviously joe rogan doing it or some shit yeah yeah. joe rogan or his wife or something yeah (laughs) so we have a few more minutes left i want to hear your theories on this whole coronavirus thing boy that should be changing every day at this point, I don't even have any theories. I, I did have a lot at first, but then like I've known a lot of friends have people like that they lost due to COVID. So at this point, I'm my thing is just like, yo, I just want everyone to be safe and like just take this shit seriously. At first it was like really like, I don't know, like a shock. And then it kind of, I think our generation, like we go from shock to like comedy really fast. That's really the only way we know how to deal with shit. Mm. But it's like this shit is still very serious and there are a lot of people like losing their life to this so like just take it seriously stay safe and also everyone that is in the house keep your mental right this shit is like a a mental marathon like this whole shit of just being inside a lot of people have never had to just stay in a confined space unless you like have done jail time or something like i also don't think people understand that like a lot of us have never had like i've never had to just be confined since like I don't know maybe high school you know what I'm saying like that's the closest like reference I have to this like sometimes this shit just feels like high school like when you just have to you didn't really have anywhere to go you just be like in the house all the time you know what I'm saying 
Like that's like my only reference, my closest reference to this. Maybe like that, like that homeschool kid. Maybe that'd be the yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like someone homeschooled, they're probably the only ones who are just in this shit. Like this shit is straight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like people who already like isolate and shit like that. Mm. Is is a uh, California going to extend the quarantine? Washington just extended it to 31st. Yeah, so. I, I would think so. California is pretty liberal. Like they 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 don't be going for that shit. Did you see that California is trying to like secede from the U.S.? Oh shit! No, I didn't. What? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy right now. I'm pretty sure California is. And regardless, like LA said that they're not allowing any live shows or any like public gatherings till 2021 anyway. So it's like, you know, niggas like me out of job Shit. <laughs> with everybody else. Yeah, damn. But yeah, I think um, I liked your new single a lot. I thought the visuals were dope. And uh, I, I think that's that- I think you're gonna. I think you're. I think you're gonna build up that fan base with this new album for sure. I thought that single was fire. Thank so. you, thank you. I just want to keep like pushing the boundaries. I feel like right now, not a lot of people are pushing boundaries. Everyone's doing like the easiest, the the easiest thing to go to thing. Not a lot of rock stars anymore, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like people do kind of hide their true intentions or opinions on things too to like fit in, you know. Yeah. People don't do that and people also just don't like share the real their real selves like for a moment in my like LA transition from just being like from such a small place to coming to like a place like this I was like getting caught up. I almost got caught up in like feeling like oh fuck like all the people that are successful this is how they move maybe that's how I'm supposed to move maybe I should like guard myself and like become this like caricature of myself but then like over time I just realized that like I was just only hurting myself and just like I felt like put myself in a hole. And then just to be honest, like I'm a Gemini, I have enough fucking characters in my fucking head. I can't be making another one to appease everyone. I just gotta do me, mm. be the rock star, and just like keep pushing these boundaries, especially if no one else is. Yes, for sure, man. So what is some advice? They have for and for real like when you're coming down to Seattle we're gonna have like a hour and a half yeah. Joe Rogan session yeah <laughs> let's do that one I'm talking about uh, let's do it I literally just stopped smoking oh fuck for like it's been a week I've not smoked it's been insane but I, I, I'll bust a blunt down with you yes so what is some final advice <laughs> that you have for up-and-coming artists creators influencers stick to the plan stick to the course man do not do not fold like if you really want this shit, just you just gotta work, work, work. Stick to your guns and do what you gotta do. Be smart. Don't just like take anybody's word for just the word. You know what I'm saying? Like really do your research, do your Googles, find out how you can do this shit. Put yourself out there. Really put yourself out there and like do the things that like you think you need to do for this shit. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are scared these days and a lot of people do feel like they have to like fit into a certain parameter, but you don't. The most the most special artists, the best artists right now are the ones that like really just are themselves because you can't duplicate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you can clone yourself, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I need a clone some days. <laughs> so what is the easiest way to reach you? At Gunnar Garcon on everything. I just started a TikTok. I'll blow my TikTok up. You know, we going crazy. Gunnar Garcon, everything. Love everyone. Love the positive. Love the negative. Love it all. <laughs> For sure. Well, this is the NAS podcast with... 
Gundega song, 